Welcome to Goonies World. My name is Goonie, also known as Colin, and I am joined by Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello, friends. And Johnny Farrow, also known as Sean. Hello, friends and strangers. And we are back again for a special fourth episode of um, Nave. Yes, this will probably be our last episode of Nave, but we're going to jump right in where we left our heroes, Squirg and Jubal, with their magical friend, May May, who just conjured Spring Hill boots to spring them up to the top of this skinny butte in the busted lands to see the fabled anchorite, the wise wizard, who they help, who they hope can help them with the uh, humunculi in their bodies, which are gnawing away at their insides. For their failure to complete their mission for the wizard Czar Narwhal. But I'll let them explain more about that to the anchorite if they can find him. But you guys sprang up to the top of the skinny butte and you rise above it for a few moments. Maymay's holding each of your hands. She says, Wee! on the way up. And her rainbow hair like streams down behind you all the way to the ground. There's this huge rainbow streamer and sparkles from her hands as you rise up. But right before you land on the top of the skinny butte, the spring-heeled shoes that she has conjured disappear, and you land normally. And she looks down, and she goes, oh, as if she disappointed her. I had no idea they wouldn't last longer. Uh, what you see up here on top of the skinny butte, it's quite windy, but there's a bit of a windbreak that's been made with woven sticks, and next to that is a modest hut. There's a little bit of a fire coming out of its chimney. But the door is closed. There's nobody else up here. There's a little garden next to it. It looks like somebody's growing turnips in the garden. Uh, other than that, there's not much room up here on top of this skinny butte. And uh, I'll let you decide what to do as Maymay looks at both of you expectantly. Uh, of course, she's never even seen Jubal's real head. Jubal has another problem besides the humunculus in his gut which is that uh, he was punished for lockpicking, for failed lockpicking, uh, by Tsar Narwhal with a kitty cat's head. So. I was too curious. Well, uh, I think Squirt is just going to start shouting, Anybody there? Hello? Hello? After a few seconds, hello? Hello? There's a voice from inside. Uh, hang on a minute. Um, I'm not dressed," says a voice from inside the cottage. "Put in, put them clothes on, then." <clears throat> a few seconds later, the door opens and a guy walks out. He does not look like what you've expected from the anchor. You've heard him described as this incredibly ancient man with a long beard. And uh, this guy looks about your age. He's unshaven, but he does not have a long beard. He's tying up a robe as he leaves. It's not a, a wizard's robe so much. It's kind of like uh, more of a plaid bathrobe sort of a robe. And he walks out. He's got a cup in his hand. He sips it. Do you, uh, I'm sorry, I'm wearing my manners. Uh, do you guys want some coffee? It's instant, I'm afraid. You have something like it. You call it foffee, right? They serve yeah, it. Yeah, I love foffee. Well, this it's like, it's like foffee, but it's instant. I'm sorry. Oh, so it's magic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, yes. That's You've got a, that's magic one way to look foffee at it. in there. Yeah, it's magic foffee. Would you guys like a cup of magic foffee? Uh, 
please, yes. All right, all right, hang on. And uh, he goes, he rummages back around in in his uh, hut for a minute, comes out with a little tray. He doesn't invite you in. Uh, his eyes keep straying over to Maymay. I mean, she's hard not to look at. It's it's even if she wasn't so weird looking, with her diamond eyes and pink skin and rainbow hair, she's also just uh, really really hot. And uh, so he says, uh, there's a, some logs by an outdoor fire out here. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Uh, here, go ahead and uh, try that. I don't have any creamer left. I used to have some great Italian cream uh, creamer, but it ran out a long time ago. So, uh, been a while since anyone's uh, come to visit. Uh, first time, you know. Well, what could I do for you anyway? Mm, you, you must be. Uh, have, you must have traveled uh, many places far away. You seem uh, like you have. Uh, experienced uh, other cultures and uh, things I've never even heard of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm a, yes, that's true. I used to specialize in a different kind of wizardry, uh, what they call an attorney. Uh, but that was a long, long time ago. It, was another, it feels like another world now. But, uh, you know, they call me the Anchorite, so I'm here to help. What can I do for you? What What's going on today? Well, um, we have uh, several, uh, Problems we 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 helped you would uh, be able to uh, remedy for us. Okay, okay. I'll see what I can do. Shoot, tell me the problem. Well, first of all, you're looking at it. Uh, this is not my normal face. Oh. No, okay. uh, believe it or not, I am just a simple halfling with a regular halfling face. Okay. To be fair, he was much uglier before. Oh, well, you say you were handsome. She says to Jubal. Well, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Yes, beauty beauty, uh, and ugliness cannot be quantified legally at all. So, okay, so you need a... You, you've been polymorphed with a cat head. That's problem number one, okay? That's, yes. Okay, right. uh, problem number two, uh, homunculi. And both of our... And both of us. Yes, and they are not happy. Have you tried throwing them up? Oh, yes, I tried that... Uh, I couldn't get them out. They, they want they they they're in there good and hmm. and they're they're starting to hurt. Okay, okay, okay. Now, and how did this happen to you again? Uh, it was a spell. Okay, spell. or rather maybe a curse or something. But okay, a curse. So, are you alleging that there was malicious intent behind the spell? Well, actually, I think we just were tricked. Now that I think about it. We just oh. drank the homunculi. Okay. We ate them in the food. Or or ate them, yes. Tsar Narwhal, he fed us a dinner, and then he gave us the homunculi. Okay, okay, okay. Are you sure you're the acolyte or whatever? Uh, uh, well, I think, honestly, I think you might be thinking of the last guy, if you have an image in your mind. Um, as I told you, I... I had a long trip, and I found myself here, and uh, the Anchorite, a very, very old man, and uh, he uh, was going to give all his power to me, and I was going to take over and be the new Anchorite, but uh, the truth is, he died before he could actually give me the power. I've heard a lot, you know, I had quite a few lessons, but no, so no, I mean, if you want me to magically solve your problem, no, I'm not going to be able to help you, because that was was the last guy, but... uh, I'd be happy to help, though, 
uh, in any other way. And it sounds to me like you had an uh, unwritten contract with this Tsar Narwhal, is that correct? Wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, we weren't, uh, we, we, we were not given all the details. Uh, this happened, uh, we, we, we agreed, and then we were told we had homunculi in us. And he wanted us to throw this dismay here into the sea of gas. Yes, he did not tell really? us there was this girl in this box. Just the, He just wanted the box tossed. Okay, okay, so, so. The deal with Zarnarwa was uh, that you would toss the box into the sea of gas with her in it. Oh, That's yes. right. Okay, okay, so. I think I've got a solution to your problem. What you do is, you get the box, you take it to the Sea of Gex, and you dump her in it. Now, once you dump her in it, your 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 part in this is done, and I feel quite confident that will satisfy the unwritten contract, and the homunculi will leave your bodies, and uh, you your head will return to normal, unless uh, that was part of a separate punishment with a separate penance, which I cannot foresee at this time. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But, uh, no, uh, I have, uh, I have some things that, uh, maybe could help, but, uh, no, that's, that's my prognosis, definitely. You need to, uh, put her back in the box and take her to the sea of gas and dump her in. I mean, it's a couple of weeks away, a couple of weeks of travel, but, uh, any reason you couldn't do that? Well, I don't think she wants to be thrown in the sea of gas. No! No, I mean, you just dip her under and you pull her right back up. Legal requirements satisfied. The letter of the, uh, the spell, as it were. I feel quite confident about it. Quite confident hmm. about it. Yes, uh, I, I think you might be onto something. I was thinking along the same lines of, uh, you know, yes, uh, doing uh, what is technically uh, required. But absolutely, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Trust me on it. Trust me. We could uh, maybe uh, attach uh, some ropes to the to the box and lower down and then lower her right back up. Well, I did say I had some things that would help you. And, uh, now the anchorite died before he could give me all his power, but he didn't die before he could give me all his stuff. So, uh, I have something I think might help. Give me a moment. He rummages around inside the hut and he comes back out with a coil of rope. Uh, this is the 20,000 league rope. And, uh, all you gotta do is just drop that down. Length is 20,000 leagues. Pull it right back up. That's exactly what we need, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, uh, all I got to do is just uh, get the box. I guess you have, he looks up, down, over. Wow, that's quite a coach you've got there. Yeah, that's a, a spell, just when we need it. You got a box in there? What the hell did we do with the box, Jubal? Oh, 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 that's a, I think we left it on the other uh, wagon. Yes, it is. It's in Sour Hall. Where the town of the, the town that has been taken over by the Hobgoths, who you escaped from, but now you might have to go back. Okay. Do you think it would work if we just had her dip a toe into the sea gas? No, I think full immersion is what's required. It's like a, it's like a Southern Baptist baptism. You know, you gotta get all the way down, all the way under. And I think she should be in the box if you're remembering the details correctly. That will satisfy the, uh, the magi-legal yes. requirements, as you might call it. 
So we got to go back and get the box. And then go to the sea gas. Dip her in. Take the box back out. And you think we'll be all okay after that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'd let the, I'd let the box go, you know, I'd let it go in for a, at, least, at least 10 fathoms or so, you know, just to, uh, just to, uh, out of an abundance of caution, give it a, make sure it gets nice and down in there. But, uh, no, I feel quite confident. Hey, if it doesn't work, come back and we'll, uh, if you can come back, and we'll think of another solution. But I feel quite confident. Of course, travel is your problem. Do you know how fast these uh, homunculi act? Have you felt any actual diminishment to yourself or health so far? And you have. You've already lost one point of yeah. constitution. Yes, uh, we, we, we feel a bit weaker. Let's see. Well, my concern is this might be a daily effect. And that uh, getting to the Sea of Gags, you might not have time. I hate to do this because it's very dangerous in the wrong hands, but I have one more thing that might help you. Give me a moment. He rummages around and comes back out. He hands you his little transparent cube. And there's another little cube floating inside the bigger cube. Because this is the call to the fifth direction. And uh, I've never used it myself. But this, this should take you wherever you want to go, more or less instantly. So, my advice to you is pop pop in, pop out, get the box, pop over to the Sea of Gas, and, uh, gag, yeah, gas, and get her in it. Well, so, that has multiple uses, you're sure? I'm pretty sure. Because, yes, we need to get back to uh, Sour Hole, get the box, and get out, uh, very quickly. I think those uh, hobgots will be waiting for us. Well, I don't know anything about that. Uh, I'll let you make your own plans, but this is the help I can give you. And of course, like I said, if it doesn't work out, come back, we'll re-strategize. Figure something out if you still are living. What is the name of this contraption? Oh, it's called the Call to the Fifth Direction. So, Mamie. What do you think about being uh, submerged briefly in the sea gas? You pull me right back out. Well, that would be the plan, but you never know. You know, there could be some kind of monster or something in the sea of gas. I don't know. I'm not afraid of monster, because Squirg and Juba will kill it. Well, we'll, we'll try. I promise you that. Yes, we, we certainly will try. Yeah, I make no guarantees that either of the items I've given you will help at all with monster killing, by the way. Just want to be clear on that point. All yes. right, all right. Okay, well, that's uh, fine. so, fellas, if that'll do it for now, uh, of course, I'll expect the return of these items. Good faith, all right? Um, so, is there anything at all? You said you mentioned that uh, I've been polymorphed. Is there any anti polymorph uh, spells or contraptions that the Inkrite might have left behind. Not that I'm aware of, but I, uh, I tell you, you certainly look good this way. Are you sure you want to go back to like, the Halfling phase? Because you're kind of special this way. Well, but you see, 
You guys might think I'm more attractive, but to other halflings, I, I'm sure I would be hideous. Well, I have something we could try, but it's going to be tricky. I don't want to make any guarantees before we start. But I believe there is a wand of polymorph back in there. The thing is, I don't really know how to completely operate it, so it could be... You know, I could change you from a cat, but I couldn't say for sure that you would actually get your own head back. You'd just get a new head. That would be the... <laughs> and I don't know how many charges are left in the wand, either. Oh my God, that's a, quite a predicament. Huh? It's, it's your predicament, and I, I sympathize with it, but... Uh, just, just so you know, I mean, I've never met you, and I think you look great. Well, I don't think you should be messing around with that, Jubal, because you, he might turn you into an asshead like that guy, and then you won't be able to talk anymore. Yes, uh, I did think of that. I'm, I, I should be happy he turned me into a cat instead of an ass. My, my guess is I got a, about a good one in six chance of restoring you to normal. And probably about a five in six chance of turning you into something else. But just your head. Well, that's, uh... I don't think I'm ready to, to take that risk. I am... I am getting used to this face, I must say. Kitty head is handsome. Says me. Well, if you think it's handsome, though. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just clean myself off, off a little bit. Well, fellas, uh, I'll tell you, I need to get back to uh, what I was doing. Uh, let's just round this off to about an hour of conversation and advice, and go ahead and return those items to me, and uh, we can talk about next steps. Yes, uh, that sounds uh, agreeable. Great, great. Well, I guess we're going to have to test out this, uh, Cult of the Fifth Direction. How does this thing work, anyway? Well, as far as I know, you all touch it, whoever's going to travel, and it will take you where you want to go. Okay. With some degree of accuracy. <laughs> <coughs> well, I, uh, suppose, uh, we won't know until we try it. That's right, that's right. But I'm going to go back to uh, my work, and I will leave you to it. Unless you want to leave Maymay here with me for safekeeping while you guys are gone? Oh, I, I don't think so. I, I, uh, I think it's better stick with us for now. All right, all right, all right. Just thinking of her her, uh, her well-being. Yes, and also uh, maybe close your, your gown a little tighter. Oh, hey, sorry. Peeking out a little bit. Maybe that's why they call me Stone. <laughs> anyway, excuse me. <laughs> is this Stone Barrington? This is Stone Barrington. <laughs> the oh, listener won't know, was... but that, was just, that one's just for us. Uh, nice. Yeah, Cape City character, correct? That's right, that's right. Yeah. All okay. part of the same multiverse. I... I, I, I can't believe I didn't uh, get that. Well, he never said his name till then. Yeah. Well, I suspected as soon as you said he was an attorney. <laughs> hmm. uh, anyway, uh, you guys touched the box, I guess, the little cube, the 
call to the fifth direction? Where do you want to go? Where do you, where do you think? Oh, well, we got to go back and get the box first. That's right. But there's a whole city. Do you think which are specific? Sometimes these things are very oh. literal. So I want to know specifically it, where you want to go. It, <clears throat> it was outside of the uh, spell swap, I think. Yeah, wagon. But we might want to get, you know, I don't know if we want to just jump in there blindly. Might Maybe we want to set the destination, like, on the outskirts or something. We can try to sneak in or at least get a, get a lay of the land first, you know, see if they're even there. I mean, we could wait until we... We could actually just use this the stagecoach to go back. Um, and then... Uh, and then use the box from there, but... Um, I, don't, I don't remember how long it took to it's get... Like a couple hours. Yeah. We might want to save time. Just jump there. Well, I vote we jump straight to the spell swap. All right. Uh, and uh, if uh, shit hits the fan, uh, there's more spells that uh, I think you already paid for, though. Ah, <laughs> good point, yes. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, you got a line of credit. <laughs> yeah, we could uh, just, uh, you know, start casting as many as we could if we ran into trouble. Well, do you guys want to use the call to the fifth direction then? And you want to go straight to the spell swap? Yes. Well, all three of you, reach out and touch the little translucent cube. And suddenly you feel wrenching motion and you're like thrust in four different directions. And in a weird fifth direction that you cannot comprehend. And uh, there's color, kaleidoscope of color all around you. You feel like you're spinning and spinning and spinning, but you're all still touching the little cube. And then, after only a few seconds, you find yourselves standing right outside. It's, of course, evening. Uh, so the streets, right outside the spell swap. And it's evening, so the streets are a bit quieter now. These skinny little narrow streets that people have to walk sideways down. But on that little plaza right in front of you is where you parked your wagon. But it's not there. It's still... You look around, and it's still parked at the outdoor tavern, Sally Napkin's Tavern, where you had Foffy and Moo Moo Stew. It's parked outside there, on, oh. but it's pulled in It's pulled in somewhere else. It's pulled into, like, her little drive, like it's the property of this place. There's no box in it at all. I don't see it. And it's not so late that people are asleep, but her place is already closed. You can see lights on the inside. Remember, her dining room is outside, so... Uh, she has a pretty, it's pretty easy to see into the kitchen area. There's, you can see people working in there, cleaning up, washing crockery, that sort of thing. But that's what you see. We're a box. Hmm. I hope they didn't use it for wood. Oh, let's, uh, let's go inside and see. Okay. Well, you guys push your way in. Well, 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 says Sally Napkin. If it ain't the slavers what's come back with their prize. 
Oh, we set her free. We, she's a free person. Yeah, Mimi right. vigorously. Well, don't think you're going to get any moo-moos too here. Uh, no, we're actually looking for that box of ours. Uh, we left it on our wagon. Rights of salvage. I got the. I don't care about your, your silly box. I needed the wagon and I took it. Rights of salvage. That's what it is. Well, you can have the wagon all you want, oh. but we need the box. Oh well, I'm sorry. I'm so rude. And it's very polite of you not to make a fuss about it. And if you don't like slavers, then I would set that wind elemental free as well. Oh well. I don't really consider that slavery, per se, but, uh, anyway, no, I'm afraid your box, I'm afraid the Hobgoths have got your box. They've reasoned out that it's a magic box in their dim way, and I believe they've taken it back to their citadel they call the Octagon. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's, it's at the foot of the, it's at the end of the foothills, at the edge of town, overlooking the valley. Me gonna have to fight Connor McHobgoth to get it back. <laughs> yes, uh, well, I know, I know his weakness. <laughs> calf, calf kicks. Where the citadel? Oh, just like I say, they're overlooking the valley at the uh, south edge of the right, the edge of the foothills at the end of Sawhole. You can't miss it. It's the octagon-shaped tower. Not much to look at in terms of architecture, but I'm, I've heard it's quite sturdy. You okay. need to feed some- I'm gonna give you a Moo Stew to go, you little sweet wayfish darling, she says to Mei Mei and gives her a little uh, covered bucket of Moo Stew. You've got to put some meat on your bones if you hope to ever attract a man. <laughs> it only takes a small vowel shift for that to become cannibalism. Yes. Moo moo. May may. I don't get it. <laughs> well, so we fifth dimension over to the octagon then? Or is it close enough? Do you think we can walk? Mm. We don't know how many charges this uh, call of the fifth direction is. Uh, I see. Use it sparingly, but yeah, exactly. How far is this thing? How how far does it look? Well, you don't really know. I mean, you've got the feeling it's a not that far. You I mean, it's not like it's within the city. Hmm. Well, we left our uh, our coach behind. He's just gonna keep running up the meter. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, soon, uh, sooner or later, he'll just disappear. I think he will at uh, sunrise. Well, um, the uh, the lady, the proprietor woman here, has, has claimed the, the wagon. <coughs> so I, I don't think we are going to be able to use that. So it, I think our choices are either walking or warping. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yes, I I think we better just. Uh, warp it there because uh, we don't know what uh, we could meet along the way. That was my thinking as well. Well, wherever you're gonna warp or whatever you're gonna do, do it outside. I've got cleaning of crockery to do. Enjoy that moo-moo stew, dearie. 
Well, you guys get out and into the out of her establishment, and I assume you'll try to warp there. Specifically, where are you warping? Uh, well, we can't really. We can only see it from the distance, so uh, we just have to guess, like you know, front door or something. Yeah, where 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 we think the front door is likely to be. Okay. Well, you guys, uh, and you you think you might even just think the front door. Like you don't have to necessarily know exactly, but who likes to take risks with such strange magic? So maybe we should say the back door. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if this might, uh, you know, if they're expecting us, uh, or, or just, you know, just maybe it's unguarded. Maybe we could just sneak in if there is a back door. If there's no back door, then where does Singular take us? Someone, some other back door. And we we, we want to be sure we we we're in the right back door. Hmm. Well, I don't have a strong feeling either way. What do what do you think, Mei Mei? I think you think too much. Well, okay. Um, yes, I think so. Well, I'm probably uh, overthinking it. Okay. Why don't uh, you just go to the box? Oh, yes. Uh, Mimi, you have simplified it for us, yes. Uh, I have say. omniscient knowledge of the situation. <laughs> yes, uh, I think that would be the best decision. Mimi is stupid. You're smart. You're too smart. Mimi thinks simple. Uh, well, yes, uh, sometimes simple is best. All right, so we we'll pl place our hands on here, and we'll all think uh, to the box. To the box. To the box. All right, and suddenly, oh, you're wrenched in four different directions, and then in a weird fifth direction, you cannot comprehend, and you see the kaleidoscopic whirling of colors around you, and uh, hear a little bit of Jefferson Airplane echoing in the distance, and then suddenly, <laughs> you're in a room. It's completely and totally... And you still are touching each other. You're, you're close enough to each other. You can sense each other. You're all touching the box. <laughs> May May uh, whimpers a little bit with fear, but it's cool in here. You can hear some. We're water. not in the box, are we? No, no. Oh. You're all standing. You can hear some dripping water somewhere. It feels like a big room. I don't know if you guys have any light sources or not. I really don't know. I didn't look at your character sheets. I uh, don't think so. <laughs> Uh, no, I think our only light source was the, was the, those flowers that lit up. Yeah, okay, well you might feel around, feel around a little bit, make a dexterity. Uh, okay. Make a dexterity roll as you look around the room, you gotta beat a 15, you're adding d20 and, rolling a d20 and adding your bonus. Ooh. I rolled a 1. I, I rolled a 3, so. You guys are so lost. And, uh, uh May May, you can surely make some light. Uh, you can do anything. You've got rainbow colors, and you can conjure springs and But, but, but it doesn't last. 
Everything well, they may make crumbles into dust. Hmm. Well, if you even if it's just for a second, we might be able to, you know, get our bearings and see where we are. Mm. And by the way, even in your failure, you did learn enough to know that this room's full of stuff. Um, you're bumping into like soft bags and boxes and banging your shins and things. But she uh, thinks about it for a second, then she claps her hands, and there's a great big sun. It's a stylized sun, red sun, with a happy little face on it, and it fills up the room just uh, for for a few moments. But it's enough to see that there's a wide double door down at the end of the room, uh, down at the other end of this room. You're in what essentially is like a big subterranean storage room, because the walls are of stone, but that big door in the end is a big double door. It's made of wood. And uh, then it goes dark again, but you've got a good idea of where it was. Do I have um, cat night... Not night vision, but, you know, low light Well, I think vision. you probably do have low light vision, but I also think there has to be some light, you know, for that to work. I don't think they can see uh, it like well, pitch black. Yeah, probably. But, uh, no, mostly you're... You're just cosmetic. You're just a cosmetic kitty cat. But if it was yeah. low light, then definitely I could see that. Well, at least I have whiskers that can tell me if I'm bumping into something. That's true. I think that can be true. I mean, so after better, all, like, you do eat mice, so... Yeah, we better uh, proceed cautiously and not, not stub any toes. Well, now that you know where it is, um... Uh, with, uh slow footsteps, you make your way over to the door. And you can open it. It's not locked. Outside, there's another dark hallway. But at the end of that, there's a window. It's an octagonal window, but you can see the moonlight, the green moonlight outside of that window. And there are other doors. Uh, There's also a hobgoth sitting here on a stool. And uh, he is snoring. And fumbling around has not woken him. Yeah. What do you do? Of course, like I say, the box you just came from seems to be a storeroom. I mean, the room you just came from seems to be a storeroom with lots of boxes. So. Yes, yeah, so, uh, well. We, we'll, we're not going to need a, a bigger light source. We can see. We can go back into the room and, and find our box. And then. Then we could figure out. Uh, well, then we can just uh, uh, warp, warp out of there. I hope. Well, this guard has a lantern. It's not lit right now. It's sitting next to him on the floor. It's gutted. It's guttered out. You know, burned out. It needs to be lit again. Is there? Uh... I don't have anything to to light a lantern with. Well, he's got all that fixings and stuff sitting there next to it. Well, I think uh, I'm just going to hold up one finger, <laughs> you know, like, a, wait, just one second, and I'm going to tiptoe over there and try to grab that stuff. Okay, well, go ahead and uh, make a dexterity roll. And he's oh, asleep, so take this with advantage. Oh, good, because I rolled one on my first Okay, well, let's hope the second one is better. Uh, the second one is 23. Oh, well, that's much better. Go over and pick it up slowly. Now what are you doing? <laughs> he he stirs a little bit, but he doesn't 
wake up completely. My, uh, tiptoe back okay. towards the, uh, storage room. Okay, well, I'll make another roll. Also with advantage? Yes, because he's still asleep. Uh, so 16 and 21 on that one. That's good. Or, sorry, 20. Not 21. Okay, he's, again, he's stirred, but he isn't completely awake. And, uh, now what do you do? Uh, I'd motion them to, uh, come back into the storage room and close the doors and light the lantern. Okay. Well, now you can see around and uh, much better and take a few moments. And it's not very far from the front door where you find your box. It's been broken, but it's still more or less intact. There's cracks around the edges. It's not airtight, you know, or it never was airtight, but certainly not watertight or gas tight or anything else. But it's still functioning as a box. It's very, very battered. They're, uh, the Hobgoth method of figuring out what something is, is seems to be to like hit it with hammers. And so that's what they've been doing. <laughs> uh, is, there, and, uh, excuse me, is there anything else of interest in the room, or is it just all junk? Well, no, it's, it's not junk. It's, it's useful things, but not easily transportable or valuable or exciting. Things like bags of rice and dried mumu and that kind of thing. Well, we've got what we came for. Outside you hear a, a grunt and a grumble, and there's footsteps coming down the hallway. He said in a crude voice. Says another one who's obviously waking up. Huh? It almost sounds like he's asking him where his lantern is. And uh, what are you doing? What are you doing falling asleep? So, what do you guys want to do? Uh, well, I don't know if we can uh, warp with this box, but I think we need to try. Yeah, you can hear uh, <clears throat> you can hear their footsteps coming right outside the door. Uh, how do you want to try to take the box with you? How do you want to arrange yourselves? Well, uh, we'll sit in it like a canoe. Hey, that's kind of a cute idea. That's kind of a cute idea. You're definitely all touching it, that's for sure. Yeah, and you get... you. So, it takes, of course, a few seconds for you to maneuver your bodies into the box, sitting like a canoe. I'm picturing... I don't know why. I'm picturing, like, Squirg in the back, Maymay in the middle, and Jubal up front. That's kind of the way they... Kind of by size. And, uh... The door flings open with another lantern light shining in, just as you guys are about to, uh... To go. And again, you touch the, uh... Okay, now it's at the point where I have to roll to see if it's going to work, though. Okay, luckily it works. But, uh, again, you all touch the call to the fifth direction, and you are called to the fifth direction, and you get yanked in four directions, then you get yanked in the fifth direction, you can't comprehend, and you see the kaleidoscope of colors, and you hear little Jimi Hendrix. And then, oh, where did you say you wanted to go, though? Uh, uh, to the sea of gas. Okay, well, you to know, it would be really fun to, to see, since you never really did say oh. it, you know, or interrupt me when I started narrating, that uh, 
you could just go to some wild ass random place. As fun as that would be, I don't know if time permits that. So we're gonna retcon a little bit and say that you all focused on the sea of gas. And you're whisked across many thousands of leagues across the face of death. And when you come back to your senses, you're thrilled to realize you are still sitting in the box like three little men in a tub. And you're on the shores of the sea of gas, which is this glowing, it looks like a glowing amber cloud. But other than that, it's, it's down at the level of an ocean. Gas fills this huge cavity in the earth. And you can see their boats floating on top of the gas in the distance uh, with very large sails because there's very little wind over the sea of gas. And there's a huge lighthouse looming up to your left. In fact, it's a twin lighthouse. And you realize when you see those twin lighthouses, you just must be at the, uh, the twin lighthouses of Tarkush. This is, of course, some place you've only heard of in distant legends. But that must be what it is. And there's a small village with a bunch of boats down at uh, the foot of the twin lighthouses. And there are uh, docks going out into the sea of gas. And the boats that you see out on the sea of gas seem connected with this village. There's similar wood and similar colorations. And the banners on them are the same. And you can see some people down in the village walking around. They have really, really long necks. Really, really long necks. So that's what you can see here from a distance. Of course, it's a. Uh, it is still evening, but there's so much ambient glow off of the sea of gas that it creates a, a fairly bright twilight effect here. And of course, the lighthouses themselves are glowing with rich orange carbuncles, which also create a lot of light. So, what do you do? I think we should go out onto one of the docks and. Uh lower her from there, but first I'm going to rig up uh, this rope of however many leagues so we can lower it down safely. Well, I feel like I feel like uh, you probably don't remember. It's been a long time since we've done the first episode or second or whenever it was that you met Zarnar Wall, but uh, you were to row her out to the middle of the sea of gas. Uh, so you might want to go down there and see if you can get a boat. Well, we could just row this thing out there. Well, we're already sitting in it, like, but we don't have any oars. So, um, yeah, uh, probably best to uh, get a boat, put this on the boat, and and have her uh, lower down from the boat uh, with the lid on and her lying down. I think. Yeah. That would be close, uh, the closest to the actual uh, circumstances of we uh, we were originally in. Hopefully, that will qualify as a you know this job done. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah, the uh, the whole point of him transporting her was to sell her to King Gasbag, mm-hmm. and uh, his realms are out in the middle of the Sea of Gas, in the the deeps. There's actually a well, they say there's some great coral palaces and things out there, but uh, I'll let you guys uh, take it one step at a time. 
Well, is there any obvious, like, a boat rental <laughs> facility nearby? Well, it's hard. There's no big signs. But as you, if you want to walk down there and get a closer look, uh, you see these people indeed have long necks. They're not, like, extended with rings or anything. They just have long necks. They're, like, three feet long. And they wear straw hats. They're very, very broad. Very broad straw hats that come down and, and hide their faces a little bit. They don't look too strangely at you, like they do get travelers walking through here every now and then. Although Maymay gets second glances wherever she goes, just because of her coloration of nothing else. But there's a man sitting on a stool by the docks, fanning himself with a fan, a hand fan. And uh, his long neck weaving in the breeze, the light, very, very light breeze. Greetings, travelers, he says. Greetings. And what lands do you hail from? Well, uh, what was the name of our village? I forgot. Well, you came from the province of Ending originally. Or, the province of Ash or the province of Ending? I honestly don't I think know. you said Ash, actually. Yeah. There's two up in that area. Okay. Yes, uh, the province of Ash. You are very far from home. Yes, well, that's, uh, kind of the point. You see, uh, things not going well uh, up there. I'm so uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, because they're, they're, they're eating halflings. Oh, that is terrible. I eat mermen. Yes, Do you frown upon is, that uh, practice? No, actually. Uh, now that I have, uh, as you can see, uh, a cat's head, I I think I might uh, find, find a, mer- a merman quite delicious. Well, it's open to Rent a, perhaps a, rent a boat and go out upon the sea of gas. No, I'm pilot. I know rent boat. I take you where you want to go. Me, Goodman Low, finest pilot on all the sea of gas. Where you go? Uh, yes. Right into the middle. Yes. Oh, the middle. Long way, long sail. Two, three How days, long? maybe. Hmm. Well, well, I wasn't expecting that, but yes, we must be out in the middle. Why, you want to see the angry fingers? Oh, certainly not. No. Angry I fingers are in so. the middle of the sea of gas. Great uh, mountains of coral jut up out of sea of gas. That's the kingdom of King Gasbag. Yes. Well. Then I guess we do need to see them, because that's where we need to go. Oh, your business with King Gasbag? I have heard he is most disagreeable. Well, hopefully, I'm... uh, With any luck, we won't have to actually deal with him directly. Okay. Well, I help you for 20 red penny. I only got this blue one. Okay, I help you for only one blue one. And his eyes just glowing with... With, uh, avarice. And and he cannot believe his luck that he's don't he thinks that you're so stupid you don't realize how much money it is. Really, well, you just I don't care. I don't have a choice. Well, yeah, we've got so many of them. Who gives a shit? You know, it's, 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 I was going to ask for change, but uh, I don't think that's happening. No, you you guys, <clears throat> if you guys could spend this, the whole economy, such as it is, would be ruined. <clears throat> I mean, if you want to go to Saris Arcs and buy some real estate, that's, that's what you use this stuff for. But uh, 
Yeah, yeah, fine. Oh, I take you. I give you a nice time. I make merman sandwich for for the trip. Oh, sounds sounds nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just uh, have a couple of days journey, you say? Yeah, and a couple then, days, uh, couple days, two, three days. Well, I I think that should be okay. Okay, hop on, hop on. He ushers you to a boat that's at the end of the dock while he goes off into a fisherman's hut to uh, get some supplies, sandwiches. Um, <clears throat> well, well, we I hop on and uh, take the box, I uh, obviously, and mm -hmm. the uh, well, and all, and all the crap, the rope, and everything that we're gonna need. Right. Yep, yep, get all your stuff. He comes out with some sandwiches. Oh, well, Maymay doesn't eat. I don't like it. And you have never once seen her eat. She doesn't have to eat. You're not even sure if she has to breathe. She's such a strange creature. Um, very, very young, too. I mean, really not just a couple weeks old. I mean, she said the Tsar Narwhal made her in a vat. <laughs> but soon enough, uh, Goodman Lowe sails you out onto the Sea of Gas, which is strange at first. It's not like sailing on water. It's uh, a very smooth experience without a sense of waves. And you can see down through the gas for many chains. You know, again, a chain is a local measurement, about three feet. And so you can see the surface as it falls away beneath you. And throughout the day, you see some uh, wildlife of a sort off in the distance. Nothing near the boat, but there are big schools of what almost look like rays, you know. Uh, that you see under under uh, water but they are sailing around in the gas and every now and then down below you when uh, the light shines just right at midday you can see the remnants of strange old buildings down in the gas the tops all of it of course suffused with this rich amber color and you travel on through the next night and all the next day probably get that tomorrow says Goodman Lowe and uh, you travel all through the next day. Probably get there tomorrow, says Goodman Lowe. And now there's no more sandwiches left. And you travel all through the next day. Oh, uh, probably get there tomorrow, says Goodman uh, Lowe. And you guys, by the way, have lost two more points of constitution in this time. Uh, that doesn't affect your hit points or anything. It just would only really affect you if you had to make a constitution rule. But if it gets down to zero, you're dead. And, well, uh, it's going to be zero here pretty shortly. Yeah. Well, luckily, the very end of that day. Oh, up ahead. Up ahead. See, got here sooner than I thought, says Goodman Lowe. At lies Goodman Lowe. And there are indeed what look like very angry fingers rising up out of the sea of gas, being reflected with a rude red in the sullen setting sun. And... As you get closer, you see, yeah, they are made of coral. It almost resembles, like, if a fist giving the middle finger were rising up. It's not quite... It doesn't look exactly like that, but you can see why it got its name. And, of course, there's uh, vegetation all over the top finger, which is trailing off in the breeze. And there are lights within it, like a great palace is there. But he stops several leagues from it 
Okay, this about middle right here. Okay, you see palace. Yes, very nice, very nice. Angry finger. Now we go. Not not good to hang around here. He no respect the rights of fishermen. So uh, during the that the voyage here, uh, I did, you kind of narrated through it, and I didn't really want to interrupt, but. Uh, Squirg wanted to take the time to kind of, uh, you know, like, use the rope to make, like, like loops around, like, each end of the box with knots at the top, you know, so so we can, like, stably lower it down. Yeah, so she won't be on her head or uh, anything like that. No, that's a good idea. Okay, now you see. Now time go. Uh, no, uh, we... We weren't just the sightseeing. We we do have some some business here. Uh, we would appreciate you just uh, hold, holding on for just a just a while because uh, we just have to lower this box down and just let it uh, soak, uh, you know, for a few minutes maybe or what? I don't know. But why you lower box down? That make no sense. It's a long story. Why pretty girl get him get in box? I have to go in the box. I don't want to go in the box, but I have to go in the box. We'll, we'll, we'll raise you up, of course, uh, very soon. But we want to make sure uh, the, bulk, the box is uh, totally, uh, uh, you know, and uh, covered in gas everywhere. It's got to envelop the, uh, the box. Oh, I see what you're up to. You slaver. You sell her King Gas Bag. No. Unfortunately, we were conscripted without knowing what was in the box by someone to sell her to Queen Gasbag, but we saved her. However, powerful magic was used against us, and we are hoping that by pretending to give her to King Gasbag, that the curse might be lifted. Oh, well, you pay so much uh, money, you you allowed to be eccentric. You do whatever you want with the girl. I don't care. Can you get in the box, Mamie? Yes, I get in box. Okay, I promise we bring you out as soon as we can. As soon as you can. I don't want to go to King Gas Bag. All right, well, uh, put the lid on as securely as I can and uh, <laughs> start lowering the box. All right. Yes. Well, you lower the box. Easy does it now. Yeah, easy does it. Lower the box in about three fathoms, fathoms or so. Suddenly, something yanks really hard. So hard, you almost get rope burns on your hands. It's just you holding it, right, Squirg, or are both of you? I uh, I imagine helping. Okay, okay. But I think you know he's yeah. probably doing most of the work. Both of you make strength rolls. Okay. Hey, I get a twelve. What about uh, you, Jubal? I only got a nine. Well, at least you. Squirg, hold on to the rope. It's yanked out of your hands, Jubal, and Squirg, uh, if you want to keep holding on to the rope and be pulled in, you can. But you can't stop it. Not a lot I gotta of- do the heroic thing? Yeah, you do. You do. You do. You can't let her go to King Gasbag. And so, still holding on to the rope, you plunge down into the gas after <coughs> having a coughing fit for a, a, a few moments. You... you get acclimated to it. It's kind of acidic. It burns the eyes a little bit. You don't know how long you should be down here, but you're fine for now. Meanwhile, Jubal, you watch 
Uh, I guess they, I guess they are gone now. Well, now we go home. They gone. Um, no. Nothing can be done for them now. <laughs> no, I I must uh, I must go in. I think. Okay, whatever you say. Uh, do you have any like flotation devices? No, I ain't got no flotation device. I'm not foolish. I know jump in sea of gas. Meanwhile, I'm going to cut away from you for a moment, and you're just being pulled downwards. And you can see this big shadowy form below you, but it's kind of hard to tell exactly what it is. It does have that ray-like shape, but it's uh, very dark. You can see the box down below you, and uh, it's pulling you down towards... uh, There is some phosphorescence on the floor of the sea of gas still pretty distant, but there's enough weird shadow light created by the phosphorescence to see there's kind of a ruined city down there. And uh, Anyway, I'm going to cut back away from you, Square, after talking about what you're seeing, because I don't think it's going to take Jubal very long to jump in after you. Is that what you're doing, Jubal? Well, yes, but he's, uh, maybe it's the cat in him. He's He's got to, like, you know, put a little He's going to dip his toe in a little see what it's like. Well, I don't know, man. He sees that rope just going. He's, he might just jump after it, like leap out, like pounce on it. Yeah, it's true. If he's a cat-like, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, that if rope sees- is wiggling around and going down. I'm going to say <laughs> you're going to have to uh, no, You're gonna have to make a uh, wisdom roll to not grab it. Because I think a cat would barely be able to contain themselves. They would have to at least bat yeah. at it. Okay, well, I didn't make it. I, I rolled a five. Oh, well, you grab it then, and suddenly you're being pulled down too, and you can see Squirg several fathoms below you. As, uh, But you know, if you let go at all, you're just going to be left behind. This, thing, this great kite-like shadow rushes down to the floor of the sea of gas, and it's very dim down here, and everything looks kind of wavy. And uh, you feel a little heavier. It's not that you're heavy. It's just ever so slightly harder to move down here. It's sluggish a little bit. And again, stings your eyes, burns your throat. You just don't know how long you should be down here. But up ahead at the edge of the city, this great manta ray-like creature has pulled little Maymay in her box. Of course, you're still attached to it with the rope. Well, you're holding on to the rope that is attached to it. But there's a man who's emerging from the edge of the ruined city, and he's uh, rubbing his hands with glee. He's a he's got light blue skin. Uh, he stands out well down here in the amber gas. Other than that, he looks completely hairless. But he wears a harness with a wicked-looking curvy sword on it. He doesn't look like a king, but maybe he's a messenger of a king or errand boy of a king he didn't see you guys yet what do you guys want to do um so do we feel any different as our uh, homunculi uh well I'm glad you brought that up because they haven't left your body but the pain you you know you're so excited, what with uh, Mei Mei getting dragged down in here, we didn't mention it, but the pain has died down. It's almost like 
you've taken some uh, painkiller, and mm-hmm. maybe the maybe the humunculi will pass normally. You certainly don't want them to come out forcefully. Mm-hmm. But but uh, but unfortunately, your your head is still a cat. It hasn't had any effect on yeah. that. But what do you guys want to do? Uh, so I'm sorry. Where? So that the uh, this like messenger guy uh, does he see us? No, or? he didn't see you. Okay. Yeah, he still hasn't seen you yet. He's uh, he's about at long range. And he's accepting the box from this ray-like creature, which is now well, floating and rising up and going away. And the man okay. is approaching the box. So now I think we want to yank, maybe yank it hard, yank it as hard as we can back towards us. That's a good idea. You guys want to try that? Right as he's going for it. Okay. Do you guys want to do that? Oh well, uh, where, where are we? Are we still... We're on the ground at this point? Yeah, you're at the bottom now. Did all of the rope come down? Were we smart enough to, to, like, tie it to something on the boat? Well, I don't know if you did or not, but there's a lot of rope, though. So, we'll just have to see. Alright. I mean, when uh, you look up above you, it's still trailing back up into the uh, murky heights of the gas. Hopefully we can climb out at some point. <laughs> um, so so he, the guy's going for the box, doesn't see us, and uh, we're yanking on the rope to get the box away from him. Apparently. Well, that's what Goonie suggested doing. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. All right, well, you guys yank the box, and he stops in his tracks for a sudden, for a moment, shocked as the thing sees a move, and then his eyes seem to catch the rope. And I assume you guys are still pulling, right? I mean, what are you, like, arm yeah. over arm getting it? <laughs> um, obviously, he can run a lot faster than that, though, and he does. Uh, he runs up and he puts a foot on top of the box, and he makes a strength roll, but he doesn't make it. You keep pulling it out from under him, and he glares over in your direction, and now he can make you out with the movement of your arms, and, and uh, he begins to huff and puff. Suddenly he (laughs) grows up about twice as big as he was. He's all puffed out though. It's a pufferman. Oh no. You've heard stories of the pufferman. And uh, the pufferman can get bigger and bigger. But uh, he comes waddling in towards you. It's mostly his torso and head that are all puffed out. So his arms and legs are little now. And he comes in this ridiculous waddling gait. Uh, He starts running towards you. Do you want to do anything as he's on the way? I don't think... Uh, well, you know, if we can pierce him, maybe he'll just, like, blow away uh, like a balloon. So I'm going to shoot my longbow at him. Oh, I hope you can hit him. Well. I hope you can hit him. Luckily, luckily, he's at about medium range now. If you're still at long range, you wouldn't be able to hit him down here with your bows because of the, the gas. But go ahead, yeah. You'll you'll definitely want to hit him. His armor defense is 15, but because he's so big, you guys will have a plus four to hit him. 
Does that include our bonus? Yes. Okay. No, it doesn't include your bonus. It'd be your bonus and the plus four to hit him, and you need a fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got a sixteen. Hey, there you go. Damage. Roll damage, and you do have the perfect weapons for the job with your pointy arrows. So please add an extra d6 of damage. Eight damage. Eight as well. Sixteen points of damage to the puffer. Sixteen. And now he doesn't explode um, from your arrow pricks, but they've they've embedded deep within him, and he keeps running and charging. You can maybe get one more arrow flight in before he's right up next to you. Do you guys want to do that, or do you draw melee weapons and wait? I might as well keep shooting for the moment. Yeah, you might as well. Uh, I don't know if we still get the plus four, but without it, you, you, you do. It's an 18. So okay, so yeah, yeah it's like a I got a 16. This okay, time. roll your damage. You still get the extra d6 damage. Ah. Ooh, and that's 10 more damage from me. All right. So, how about you, Ray? Keep throwing the dice. On. Okay, so it's still be 11. Okay, well, you guys have done 37 points of damage to the puffer. Remember, he's almost upon you, and he buffs and huffs again, and he gets even bigger. Now you guys will be at a plus six to hit him, but he's also so big that he's going to be at a plus six to any damage he does against you guys. And he swings one of his uh, little arms forward with all the momentum of all his extra weight behind him and strikes a squirg. Uh, and hits Squirg with a 15. And Squirg, you take 9 points of damage, but you also fly back into, like, short range. Uh, you're not in melee with him anymore, which is probably a good thing, but you've flown backwards, you're taking a big buffet. Bam! And meanwhile, uh... It's, you, know you said those 9? Yeah. Okay. We never really did roll initiative, so let's, now that you're, we're all there, let's do that. You guys roll initiative, and again, if it's a one to three, it, he has the initiative, and it's a five, four, five, or six, you guys have the initiative. Five. All right, you guys have the initiative. What do you guys want to do? Well, I've got an idea. Um, since uh, I think he is uh, vulnerable to piercing things. Um, but he's kind of in melee now. I, I want to use that drill. Drill, drill him. All right. Drill him. And go ahead and make your melee roll. And again, his armor defense is 15, but you've got a plus six to hit him because he's so freaking big. And again, he's mostly torso and head. And melee is based on wisdom? No, melee is based on strength. It's your range that's based on your wisdom. Oh, okay. The rationale being a wisdom is basically the staff for awareness of surroundings. Okay, and what what kind of bonus do we get? Plus six. Okay. So that's a ten bonus, so I definitely hit him. Alright, now, you have the drill. Go ahead and roll damage, which is a d6, but I want you to triple the damage. Okay. So it could just be three, it could be eighteen. Uh well 
it'd be nine okay. all together. Well, you're gonna be happy to know he had 42 hit points, and you've just blown past that. And because you have the drill, it is an explosive decompression. And <clears throat> now you were already a short range squirg, but you get blown back even further when this guy pops. You hear May uh, May squeal and fly off into the sea of gas and you jubal are blown back to about medium range and then uh are chunks of the pufferman slowly washing to the earth all around in the sea of gas create little gas currents as they land in slow motion and eventually you can see you can all see each other and locate each other but from the direction of the city the ruined city that the pufferman had come out of you can see a line of about a dozen, at first you think they're hippoderm, but there's some kind of almost like a seahorse looking creature. And they're squirting towards you. They're still pretty far away, but there's a lot of them and they're just mounts. You can see the glints of the spears on the end of the... Now, just as, just as this is happening, you were talking about keeping an eye on your rope which is going, it was going straight up, but now it's tilting wildly, almost to the horizontal. You get the distinct feeling that Goodman Lowe is leaving in the boat, and then it's dragging the rope with it. Well, he couldn't wait to leave, so uh, maybe this is good. Well, I'm going to try to hold on. Okay, okay. Yeah, May May also grabs the rope, and... uh, I assume Squirg was never far from it to begin with. And, and yeah, uh, Squirg's going to grab onto it and uh, ask, <clears throat> Can you make some more of them spring boots to Maymay? Oh! Spring boots! And she waves her hand. The sparkles don't quite sparkle as much in her sparkle tracers down here. But once again, the spring boots appear on each of your feet, and she giggles happily to herself. She goes, they won't last long, she says. Meanwhile, that, that uh, cavalry is getting closer and closer. Oh, I... All right, uh, Squirg, I have an idea. I don't know if it'll work, but I have a spell that can open a portal to a random plane. Now, we can either go through it or we can set it in front of those uh, people that are chasing after us. And then they would go through the... Uh, theoretically, they would go through the portal. Well, I, If we can time it right, of course. Well, I think we send them through. And then we jump and go as high as we can and grab the rope. Unless we can actually get on the back on the boat. But if we can just get higher in the sea and grab the rope up higher at higher altitude and then and then climb the rope onto the boat maybe I don't know well we've got to do something fast I think yeah, so yeah they're getting closer and closer I, I, I'm gonna uh, grab onto the rope okay and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna hold my hand up and we'll uh, we'll wait till they're close I don't know how well, they're well how within bow range at this point well, I don't know how the how long this uh, how far away this portal is. I, uh, 
I won't go. I'm going to dr- direct it uh, in front of me. An arrow lands right next to Squirg's feet, and two arrows pierce Jubal. Boom. Dunk. Oh. Ow, Jubal, you take. Damn, a total of 10 points of damage between the two arrows. Seeing this, Squirg's going to uh, jump <laughs> with the Springs. <laughs> Maymay looks up at uh, Squirg's disappearing form. What do you do, Jubal? I will jump okay. and while holding on okay. uh, to the rope. You're going to cast your spell? You're going to leave it. I'm, I'm, I'm holding for that. I'm okay. All right. I'm waiting the right up on me. You jump and Maymay follows. And, uh, of course, you're both going upwards. And, uh, and then uh, they loose another flight of arrows in your direction. Oh no! Maymay's hit for five points of damage. She cries out. And two of the arrows hit Squirg, but it rolled rather low for damage. It takes six total. One of the arrows hits Jubal and rolled two damage. Now you're about out of range now, though. And from below, you can see that the seahorse-like creatures they're on, they begin puffing up large, not because they're changing size, but they begin squirting forward like they're building up and they're squirting out gas, and they're charging upwards towards you, but uh, the momentum of your spring is still taking you up pretty high, and uh, you, bre- you break the surface of the gas, and you can see the- you're holding on to the end of the rope, and you can see... Uh, Goodman Lowe's got a full head of sail, and he's getting the hell out of here. Oh, hey! He says he looks around, surprised. First he looks shocked, and then he smiles. Oh, hey! I thought you were done for! And he begins cranking and pulling the rope as hard as he can, you know. And uh, you guys have barely... We got company! Does this go any faster? Uh, uh, it goes f- I, I go as fast as a wind. Why do you think a wind elemental power this sail? And uh, you guys not. are almost up to the edge of the boat uh, when these six hippodermes with their demon seamen riders with their wicked bows break the surface, but they haven't quite gotten into bow range with you yet. Uh, I go as fast as we can. You got to do Hell. something. Full speed, Goodman. I already have full speed. Do something else. All right. Well, I suppose... They will kill us. Fill us with arrows like you have arrows sticking out of you. I don't want no arrows sticking out of me. Use your magic, Jubal. Says <laughs> says little May May, who's nursing her arrow wound to her thigh. Okay, well, that uh, gives me the confidence. I will cast Gate... Okay. Behind me. Behind you. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, behind uh, the boat in our wake. the direction you're going in, which is the no. distinction I really need to hear. And yes. so, you cast a spell. It throws up this big glittering wall. And it's not so close to them that they go tearing off into it. They're able to stop themselves, but they don't go around it. They stop on the other side of it. You can see them through it. You don't know what this gate leads to. You'll never know where it leads to. And neither will they, because they don't go through it, but they don't pursue either. They begin slowly guiding their beasts as they turn to go back in shame to 
King Gasbag. It's only they have failed because they fear your mighty magic. Oh, you powerful wizard! No wonder you rich! Well, yes. <laughs> and we, now we just have to make it to Cirrus Arcs. Oh, I'm gonna give each of you a big kiss! Says May May, but just as she's going to reach forward and kiss both of you, suddenly you hear you feel terrible, terrible feeling in your bowels, and you realize that you have to have the worst bowel movement. I mean, fast, like soon. There's barely time to get over to the edge of the boat and get your trousers down before you just spray out half of your body weight. <laughs> No, not really. But everything you've eaten and like the, the, you haven't already shit out in the last three or four days comes out. And in a very painful moment, the humunculi come out. Because both of them are about the size of oh. like a small potato now. And it hurts real bad getting out. And uh, in fact, uh, you take two points of damage, Jubal. That'd be funny if you lived through this and, and this is what kills you. And then, um, yeah, you take three points of damage, uh, Squirg. And it's very undignified, especially when you're about to get a kiss. But. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's terrible! You do that offside of boat! Oh! Which you were already. But. Surprised that didn't uh, help us uh, go faster. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, you, you've definitely. You're stuck with a with a cat head for now, Jubal. That has maybe just have to be another adventure someday, trying to get yourself back to normal. But the two of you. Shitting yourselves while May May and Goodman Low look on is where we'll we'll leave you. We'll fade out as the red sun finally sets and leave you floating in the darkness in the sea of gas. That has been our four-episode excursion into dearth. And uh, that's it. And next time we'll be back with something else. (laughs) 